1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, April the 21st, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On April 21, 1975, communist forces were closing in. The South Vietnamese president resigned nearly after 10 years and fled the country. It then fell apart. Today in 1649, the Maryland Toleration Act that provided for freedom of worship for all Christians, it was passed by the Maryland Assembly. Today, in 1836, an army of Texans, led by Sam Houston, defeated the Mexicans, assuring Texas independence. Today, in 1910, Arthur Samuel Langhorne Clemens died in Redding, Connecticut. He was 74 years old. We know him as Mark Twain. Today, in 1926, Britain's Queen Elizabeth II was born in Mayfair, London. Tomorrow is Earth Day. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. Gaia was the Greek goddess of the earth, the great mother of all, they say. Some still do. The first deity from whom all the other gods of Greek mythology were born. She herself, they say, was born out of chaos, Chaos gave her birth. The equivalent deity of Gaia was, in the Roman culture, was terra, as in terra firma. I want to talk to you a little bit about the God of heaven and the God of this earth, or the gods of this earth today. As I said, Earth Day is tomorrow, but what is it really all about? Wikipedia, of all places, they're supposed to have all the answers. Wikipedia asks the questions, what are the beliefs of Earth Day? That's interesting. They proceed to sort of answer their own question. They say the mission is founded on the premise that all people, regardless of race, gender, income, or geography, have a moral right to a healthy, sustainable environment. Well, I don't know that they have a moral right to it. But that's an interesting take. The Earth Day Network pursues this mission through education, public policy, and activism campaigns. But many take, many take Earth Day much further and more, much more seriously than that. To some, perhaps, it is a deeply religious holiday. It is. I have been confronted by people who worship Mother Earth as a pastor, and they've tried to convince me otherwise. I would add they failed, of course. I c- cannot be convinced that Earth is God, and Earth is living, and Earth is the mother of all things. But nonetheless, there is, there is that idea out there, and it's prevalent, it really shows its face around the annual Earth Day. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. I was reading this morning earlier, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, it said, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. All of you guys that are Christians are peculiar. Now, I'm, I'm not that peculiar. No. We're all peculiar in the sense that we just don't line up with the ideas of the world, the secular worldview. Not because we're trying to be odd. It's just because our views are not accepted by the ungodly. Those who do not know Christ personally do not embrace the Bible as God's word. There's a peculiarity about that. And that's what Peter is talking about here. He said, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. I was reminded of a verse in Second Samuel verse, uh, chapter twenty two. It's verse four, I believe. It says I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. There is salvation eternally, of course, in our relationship with God through his Son Jesus Christ, but there is also there is also this relationship that has an impact in our life now on this earth. I I will be saved from my enemies. And Psalm 48, verse 1, you probably have memorized this. Many have, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in the mountain of his holiness. In fact, we used to sing a little chorus about that. Some of you may, may remember. Thank you for your support. Very briefly, I just want to underscore the fact that we need it. We need you to stand with us. Uh, uh, Things are changing very, very quickly in the world in which we live. There are efforts that I have never seen even discussed, much less uh, acted upon, to try to silence or divert or pervert a Christian message. I have never seen anything like the days in which we live in my lifetime, and I'm over 40. 40. But God is with us all, and God will ultimately and does ultimately prevail in all things all the time because God is in control. But I thank you for your support. We take this a day at a time, and as you support it, we're able to continue. But these are difficult times, and these are challenging times, but they are great times because people are confused. They're living in chaos. They don't have an answer to their life and to the problems of their life. And we have that answer. It's in the person of Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God. And Jesus Christ can make our lives meaningful. We do not live in darkness as Paul talked about in Romans chapter 1 and elsewhere. We do not live in that darkness of confusion. We live in the light of God's truth. And that is the difference between the world and the people of God. There is a difference. It's found in Scripture, and it's found in our everyday living. So as long as we have this opportunity, and you are able to stand and willing to stand with us financially, we can do this, and we can keep speaking the truth. And it doesn't matter what the opposition is. It doesn't matter how what the difficulties are in doing it. We will stand. Not just me, but others as well. But these are not the best of times for the message of the gospel in the public square. So thank you so much for standing with us. We need your support. I need your support. It's Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Let's talk a little bit about the God or the gods of this earth. There's more behind what has been designated as Earth Day, and planting trees and reducing pollution and conserving natural resources and picking up plastic bottles and straws. Straws, by all means, the straws are probably the most important thing that you could pick up if they're plastic. I'm kidding. And I, I don't mean to make light of it. I don't mean to diminish it. I mean, we're supposed to take care of our Earth, and we'll get to that in a moment. But Earth Day to many is celebrated, as they claim, over a billion people do in over 200 countries around the world this will happen this weekend tomorrow is earth day but sunday is earth sunday churches set aside the whole day to talk about the earth and some of them even teach that the earth is the mother of all living things 200 countries around the world. They may help to make this universal domain a little greener, they say, the color of olive green in particular. Loving, loving on Mother Earth is mandatory, they say, today. But also this day brings with it hopes that awareness from this celebration will spill over into our life cycle footprint. That is the hope of those who worship Earth as the mother of all living things. Global leaders say that our earth, as known in Greek mythology as Gaia, the Greeks were considering earth acknowledgement years before they say we started Earth Day. They're just following in the footsteps of others before them. Those that are really in charge of this event around the world, they say the first Greek god was actually a goddess. She is Gaia, or Mother Earth who created herself out of the primordial chaos. From her fertile womb, all life sprang. I'm reading from their doctrines. And unto Mother Earth, all living things must return after their allotted span of life is over. Well, the Bible teaches it dust to dust. But the difference is that the believer, the Christian, the people of God, believe that God himself, created us out of the dust of the earth, not some Greek god, or Roman god, for that matter. It's a very different belief system, but it, in some cases, it it sort of parallels the gospel. So from her fertile womb, all life sprang. And she must have created herself because she was not eternal, apparently. She crawled out of the slime pit Of evolution and became the mother of all living things. In other words, Mother Nature created herself, and she has the whole earth in her hands, including you and me, brother, and you and me, sister. If you want, I mean, that's what they're saying. He's got the whole world in his hands. Well, no, he he doesn't have the whole world in his hands. To the to the people that worship Earth. The Earth does. Mother Earth does. Mother Earth is in this whole idea. I'm not saying everybody out picking up plastic bottles over the weekend believe this. I'm saying that there are thousands, if not millions, of people who do. And unfortunately, it's infiltrated into our churches. Some of them, the more liberal churches. They're going to be talking about this over the pulpit. The Bible will be closed, sitting on a shelf somewhere, and they'll be talking about this. Nancy Pelosi herself has said things that are absolutely contradictory to the Word of God and to the Bible. And she has done so to promote the idea of the gods of the earth in regards to environmentalism. So this will be their big day. This will be their Christmas and Easter rolled into one over the weekend. That's why we must worship rather than have dominion over the earth in the minds of the so-called enlightened people. They have to do this. As I said, many churches designate Sunday as Earth Sunday. Wikipedia explains, quote, Earth Day Sunday is a semi-religious holiday that some Christian churches in in the United States celebrate. That's true, but I don't know if it's some. There's quite a few, actually, because I've paid attention to this over the years. I'm always saddened to see this. I I take no joy in saying this. It saddens me, and and it's the more liberal churches. It's the same churches that worship Mother Earth on Sunday, this Sunday, this weekend, on Earth Sunday— it's the same churches that hang banners on the outside of their church for transgenderism and LGBTQ and all of this stuff, and abortion and all of it. It's all bundled together. And I'm going to get to that in a couple of minutes as to why it is all bundled together. Sometimes, In fact, I've seen news commentators comment on the fact, uh, suggesting that it's sort of odd, because it kind of is if you're not looking at it through Scripture, the fact that the same people that are advocating for LGBTQ and the transgender movement are the same voices among the same voices that are advocating for abortion, and sometimes you think, what's the connection? These people don't even believe in marriage that where you can have children, a male and a female. They're pushing for same-sex marriage, and same-sex marriage doesn't produce children other than adoption, so why are they, why are they all connected in these things? I'll tell you in a minute. Gaia as Mother Nature personifies this entire ecosystem of planet Earth, they believe. Mother Nature is always working to achieve and maintain harmony and wholeness and balance within the environment. This is part of their doctrine. Mother Nature hurts, heals, heals hurts, n- n- uh, nurtures and supports all life on the planet and ultimately All life and health depend on her. In time, nature heals all ills. This is right from their doctrine and they they teach this. Gaia's followers teach, quote, the way of Mother Gaia is the more submissive yet yin way of healing. And we all need and all need to do to all we need to do to regain our health is to return to the bosom of Mother Nature and live in accordance with her laws. Mother Nature is a healing goddess. The disciples of Gaia say through the global consciousness of Mother Gaia, all living things on this planet, all, from their most primal instincts, are constantly interacting with their environment to ensure the harmony, balance, and continuity of life. They live in balance with Mother Nature and health and healing are yours but violate her laws and get out of, the, out of balance with Mother Earth and you will pay the price of pain and disease. Those beliefs are those of the New Age, the Eastern mysticism and pantheism, all rolled up into one. It is a religion. It's a false religion, but it is a religion. Paul in the book of Romans described this as worshipping the created, rather than the Creator. If we look at chapter 1 in Romans for a moment, we see that that Paul begins the chapter, chapter 1, with a kind of a salutation. He says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. Then he goes on to say that he has been intending to come and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Romans, and other things have intervened, and he has felt led to go other places. You know the Probably the prelude of that, the first, I believe, it's twelve verses in there, and then in verse thirteen he said, "Now I would not have you ignorant, brother, brethren, that oft times I purpose to come to you, that I might have some fruit among you, even as other uh, among other Gentiles." But he said, "I am a debtor both to the Greeks and the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as it is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Why?" Here's why. He was one of the most intellectual men walking on the earth in his time, and he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and then also to the Greek. He said, Paul writing to the Romans, and to you and me, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That, of course, was the pivot for the Great Reformation. Martin Luther read that verse and he said, wow. And it changed his life. And it changed the lives of millions of other people, of course. It's the word of the Lord. In verse 20, Paul writes, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are already clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Who are they? The ones that reject God as creator and God as almighty God, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. So they knew about him and they accepted intellectually the fact, yeah, well, yeah, we have a lot of gods here. Kind of pick the one you want. You, about the God of the Bible, okay, yeah, you can you can follow them if you want to. And, but we have all these other gods, and they were all born from Gaia, and they are well-known, and we pray to all of them and so on. I mean, this is what was happening in the culture of Paul's time, particularly in Greece. He said when they knew God, they didn't glorify him. They weren't thankful. Therefore, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And that's the intersection where all of these activist groups that today that we see out there, that's where they come together. That's why abortionists, LGBTQ activists, transgender activists, all of these people come together because they have one thing in common. It isn't necessarily sexuality, But it is the darkness of their heart because they reject. I know this is tough, and I know somebody is going to really have a problem with what I'm saying, but it's the gospel. The thing they have in common is the darkness of their heart and the foolishness of their beliefs. That's what welds them together. That's why every time you see one of these um, protests going on or a parade or whatever, You see the LGBTQ, you see the transgenders, you see the pro-abortionists, they all coalesce around each other. And the thing, as I said, that connects them is the darkness of their hearts and the foolishness of what they believe. That's what Paul is saying. And that's a message that is not being spoken in the darkness of this earth enough. We need to turn on the light to what's going on. We'll see some of that over the weekend today but uh, this coming weekend but the the greater point is that it's a lifestyle for so many it isn't just a weekend Paul says they professed themselves to be wise they became fools when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were they thankful but they became vain in their imaginations their heart was foolish and was darkened. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness then through lusts of their own hearts and dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who was blessed forevermore amen for this cause god gave them up into vile affections for even the women did not change the natural use unto which that which is against nature and and so on and he goes into all of that that we quote so often in today's world that's how that's the connection and that's why these people coalesce and are attracted to one another as they protest and as they influence legislation and so on. More than 30 years ago, when Al Gore was launching his very lucrative global warming career, he later changed it to climate change. He was trying to, he was chasing science, trying to, trying to kind of accommodate some of the science so he could be a little more believable, I guess. But anyway, in an attempt to accommodate the facts, at the UN sponsored Earth Summit, a little over 30 years ago, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, 1992, there was a contingent from the mainland United Church of Christ from the U.S. They held a demonstration that opened at this U.N. World Council to save the planet. They opened with the traditional hymn, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord? It, it's a spiritual and it's been sung for years. In fact, I think it was Mahalia Jackson, I think, is the person who originally sang that, or she popularized it at least. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? But they substituted the word Lord with earth. Were you there when they crucified my earth? That was, And I don't turn off your radio. I'm not going to sing anymore. But that's what they were singing. Were you there when they crucified my earth? That's bizarre. They go on. Were you there when they placed it in the tomb? Trying to kill the earth. Mother Earth. Anybody that throws out a plastic bottle is trying to kill Mother Earth, and Mother Earth gave birth to all of us. How can you do that? That's the message, that's their gospel. The Genesis account creation is clear in the central point that environmentalists find so scandalous. The earth was a gift from God for our use after God created man and woman in his image and his likeness. He blessed them with the words, Be fertile and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion, dominion over the fish of the seas, the birds of the air, and the living things that move on this earth. Don't worship them. Have dominion over them. Care for them. Be in charge. Genesis 1.28. This is the first charge, in fact, long before the fall, that was given to human beings directly by God. God's covenant with Adam required him to exercise dominion over the earth. I was reading what Ken Ham has said recently. You know, answers from Genesis. You know who he is. He said, Ken Ken Ham had this to say, and I'm quoting him. He said, for instance, at some Earth Day celebrations, you will find New Age crystals for people to channel through, and material can be found on how to worship Mother Earth. For many people, this day is really a religious service for the New Age movement. Absolutely right. And I continue to quote him. And it's often based on evolutionary thinking. While we may be responsible for caring for the Earth, we are not to worship it, but to use it for man's good, and to God's glory. In fact, he points out that the founder of Earth Day, Gaylord Nelson, he believed, quote, the fate of the living planet is the most important issue facing mankind. In reality, Ham says, the most important issue facing mankind is that everybody needs to recognize their sin and their need for salvation in Jesus Christ. I would say amen to that. Also, the fate of the planet is ultimately, Ham says, not in the hands of mankind. While we are responsible for the earth's care, we are not in control of the earth. It belongs to the Creator. Psalm 24, 1. And we are his stewards. We care for the creation which was once very good. Genesis 1, But now suffers from the curse of sin. Genesis 3. He says as a Biblical creationist, let me illustrate how I would deal with a specific issue like climate change, which can serve as a useful example of how we should use biblical principles when we approach any issues associated with Earth Day. He said, I argue that the Earth's climate has gone through a few major periods of change, but in every case, humans did not produce the change. Ever since the flood of Noah's time about 4,400 years ago, people have seen an unsettled earth in its sin-cursed state. He goes on to say that, of course, we should care about our planet and our Earth. I mean, we we should try to destroy it. But ultimately, heaven and Earth is going to pass away. We are not in control, and Gaia is not in control. And the people who propagate this stuff, they too are not in control. I think this is a good day for believers this weekend as the world pauses and some will be out there very sincerely with carrying their bags and their you know their their protection vests and all that kind of thing and they'll be picking up papers and you know especially plastic you know materials bottles and straw that's good that's great we need to do that 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 makes things clean and it looks nice and the rest of the world won't look like seattle and portland and and so on but for goodness sakes Let's not cross that barrier to where this becomes a religion or a religious experience. It's not. It's a deception among deceptions for the people who have this religious fervor about saving the earth. I would remind us that it is God, not Gaia, whom we will face on judgment day. And we'll give an account of everything we've done. That's what's important. Gaia is not God. God is God. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right here Monday.